This is Special Chronicles, giving respect and a voice to people with special needs. I shudder thinking how the world can be so cruel. And my voice to those who can't. It's time we try, it's time we care, it's time we stand. Welcome to the Special Chronicles show and our Unified at Work series. My name is Daniel Spukowski, and I'm the founder and host of Special Chronicles and a service ambassador at United Airlines. Our website, specialchronicles.com. We can stream our archives for over 750 episodes absolutely for free and to follow Special Chronicles on social media, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. This week on the Special Chronicles show's Unified at Work series, Season 4, Part 9, we're on the job with Steve Restivo, Vice President of Glo- uh, Global Corporate Communications at United Airlines. Please put your virtual hands together as you welcome Steve uh, to uh, Special Chronicles. Welcome, Steve. Hey, Daniel. Nice to see you. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Yes. It's good uh, Good to see you and um, good to, to, to finally have you on the um, program. Uh, so for... Uh, to, I guess uh, to introduce yourself to uh, our listeners, um, why don't you share how we got connected and then your role at United and your connection to our disability community? Sure. Um, uh, thank you again for having me. It is really great to see you. I, um, I'm going to ask a favor at the end if I can take that sound of applause, uh, that's, uh, the applause sound effect with me when I sort of go out in my everyday life. That's a good thing just to have. Really? Play when you can. That's great. Um, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> uh, this is uh, great to chat. I think just by way of background for folks. Uh, so uh, um, uh, Vice President of Corporate Communications here at United. I look after um, a lot of our external and internal communication channels. So all of our um, employee communications and engagement, um, our crisis communication team, our corporate communication team, um, our consumer PR team. Um, all fall under uh, my purview. I've been at United for just a little over uh, four years. Um, And prior to here, I spent some time at Comcast in their consumer PR team um, and also at Walmart um, as part of their corporate and public affairs and government relations uh, communications function. So um, I got some experience working in big places, I guess is is the upshot. Um, And, you know, uh, the reason I mention those other places is because um, uh, I've got a sort of personal connection to the disability community, which I'll touch on here in a second. But um, that has led me to sort of gravitating towards um, at Walmart, Comcast, and now here at United, um, the folks who are driving accessible solutions internally at each of those organizations. And I've just found that to be um, incredibly fulfilling work. Um and places where I could help make a difference. Um, and so the thing that I think um, has drawn me to that, so my wife, Isabella, and I have a 17-year-old son uh, named Sam, who um, he his sort of official diagnosis is he has a, a gene mutation, which led to um, sort of a seizure disorder and then global developmental disabilities. And so that's like the official line. The thing I always like to tell people is, like essentially he has like this beautiful junk drawer of 
of disabilities. Uh, he's got a little bit of uh, autism. He's got a little bit of CP. Um, at the school he's in now, he gets sort of uh, PT and occupational therapy and speech therapy. And um, he's just this, uh, you know, incredibly uh, sweet and caring and empathetic um, now young man. And so it's been like the pleasure of our lives to be his his parents. And so our personal experience with him has, um, you know, really sort of driven um, my interest in understanding accessible solutions and how to sort of drive those within a corporate environment, because I just know and I've seen firsthand what the results of those things can be um, on the people who need the most. Awesome. Awesome. Well, we'll get into a little bit more about accessibility and inclusion after uh, this first break. Uh, and uh, we will be right back. Support for Special Chronicles comes from listeners like you. As an independent public media podcast, Special Chronicles will always be there for you. Now we're asking you to be there for us. As a nonprofit independent media organization, we can only make programs like Special Chronicles with listener support. Our programs provide weekly, candid, honest, and inspiring conversations about the people with disabilities community that creates awareness, support, and advocacy within each week's episode. Listeners tell us our shows are an enjoyable and necessary podcast for the intellectual and developmental disability community and everyone else who is able to listen to stories about life from a different angle. Please, if you and your family love our weekly podcast... Make a one-time, monthly, or annual gift of thanks today. Support this podcast at specialquanticles.com slash give. That's specialquanticles.com slash give. So uh, to, to kind of build upon your, your in, introduction and your connection to our disability community, um, before we get into um, accessibility at United, um, when it comes to inclusive employment and our SOSA, our Special Olympic Service Ambassador Program, um, as I'm one of the uh, original service ambassadors when we started the program um, four years ago, uh, can you tell us how you first heard about our Special Olympic Service Ambassador or, um, SOSA program uh, and, 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 uh, and, and, and then kind of go into the, the impact that, that our SOSAs have on United? Yeah, I, I would love to because I think it's uh, it's one of those um, stories that you've lived firsthand that I feel like um, the more people that know about it, the more that sort of program can uh, take off and get the support and guidance that it needs. And so the the way I sort of came to it was, you know, when I first started here um, for folks who were listening, who have sort of started in big places, um, it could be like a whirlwind, right? You, like everyone talks in first names. There's a lot of jargon. There's a lot of acronyms. The airline is a super complicated uh, business, and so um, there's a lot of like <laughs> there's a lot of anxiety that sort of washes over you in those first couple weeks. But coming into it, I uh, again, based on my past experience, I knew like accessibility is something that I wanted to sort of just um, uh, participate in. Um, and so I, in those first couple weeks, I was sort of seeking out like, so who's working on accessibility here at the airline? And uh, more and more folks pointed me to Bridge, which for the folks listening is our business resource group dedicated to supporting people of all abilities. And um, I sort of became like a, 
I don't know, like unofficial like mascot of that group. Like I didn't really have a role. I just like wedged my way into some of the meetings because I just wanted to hear the conversations. And I think more importantly, hear some of the um, challenges and as an officer of the company, try to um, help that group sort of navigate some potential solutions, even if it was like in the small points department, because I'm just a big believer in if you could just keep that momentum going in a good direction, that'll that'll solve for a lot of things. And it was through my my sort of interest in conversations with the bridge team that the, the Special Olympic Ambassador Program sort of um, uh, came to light for me. And um, for folks listening, and Daniel, you do such a great job of advocating for that group and promoting them. Um, it's uh, it's uh, it's just wrapped in goodness, right? Like when you think about what that program is um, for our customers and our employees who are coming to the airport, and you know, um, there's a lot of emotions that come with travel. In a lot of cases, it's excitement about going on a trip, and in some cases, there's anxiousness and trepidation, and um, just a lot of information in those scenarios goes a long way. And so, we've certainly got. Um, staff at our airports, our airport operations team is excellent. And, but the SOSA team in particular um, really serves as a port in the storm, right? Like um, yeah. if you need a little bit of help, you need a smiling face, you need a little bit of information, um, boy, they can really like change the trajectory of a particular trip just with some personal interaction. And so we've got um, SOSAs at every one of our hubs and for folks listening, um, that's San Francisco, Los Angeles, Denver, uh, Houston, Chicago, Newark, and Dulles in Washington, D.C. Um, and they are terrific customer service ambassadors. They're great brand ambassadors. Um, and just the anecdotal feedback I certainly hear every day is those one-on-one -on -one interactions um, make a world of difference in people's overall travel journey. So I couldn't be more proud of the job you do every day um, and the team at large. Um, they are just this like the unsung heroes of our operation in a lot of ways. Um, and, you know, we're heading into, you know, busy, hot, busy travel holiday season. And so um, those little personal interactions can um, can help even that much more. Absolutely. I, I believe um, someone I, I hope that uh, someone in Houston actually uh, had said that uh, so, so is all the missing piece to United. So I, I think that. That speaks to uh, also to a lot to what what you said. Well, um, especially coming into the holiday season, um, or, 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 or even any time throughout the year, travel can there can be a lot going on at the airport. But to have our social teams uh, at our airports to, to kind of help to be that guiding light to, to help people, I think it um, oh it. It can help to to ease people's um, travel um, journeys. Yeah, and I think it you know it also speaks to Daniel. Look, we um, our industry went through a really challenging period of time during the pandemic, as did a lot of businesses. Um, and there was question during that time of whether um, travel demand would actually ever come back in full force in the way it was in 2019. And so, fast forward to here in 2023, it's it's not only uh, come back, but it's come back in a way that even supersedes what levels it was in 2019. And uh, like our firm belief is that's because um, human interaction is so special, right? And being able to see people face-to-face -face and be able to travel if you need to, to go see people face-to-face. -face. Well, that like human interaction piece of it is what makes the SOSA program so special. Um, we certainly have technology tools where you can get information and, and get help, right? There's, there's information in the app. 
there are kiosks in the airport. We've got like an agent on demand system where people can sort of look at a screen and interact with a live agent. But um, as great as all those tools are, sometimes you just want to talk to somebody. Um, and so our SOSAs show up every day with empathy and understanding and information to try to help people get from point A to point B in a way that's a little bit easier. Absolutely, yeah. I think the 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 caring and and love that we bring to the customers to to the to the passengers can can go a long way with um, with easing people's um, stress when it comes to travel. Uh, we're going to take another short break, and then when we come back, we'll, we'll get into more about uh, accessibility and uh, and inclusion at United. Uh, we will be right back with Steve Steve Whitehill on SpecialChronicles.com. Support for Special Chronicles comes from Comed. Special Chronicles is proud to partner with the Comed. Energy Force Ambassador Program. The Energy Force is the country's first energy efficiency education program designed for and taught by people with disabilities. ComEd is powering lives, and where he is powering us here at Special Chronicles to keep the lights on and our technology is powered on. As ComEd powers the lives of us, they are literally giving a voice to people with special needs. We thank ComEd for the generous support of our mission at Special Chronicles. Learn more at specialchronicles.com slash ComEd. That's specialchronicles.com slash ComEd. Support for Special Chronicles comes from United Airlines Bridge Disability Business Resource Group. Special Chronicles is proud to partner with United Airlines and the Bridge BLG. Bridge BLG is committed to being an ally for all employees and customers with disabilities. Bridge helps to create internal awareness to keep accessibility needs in mind and partner with key organizations to empower disability inclusion for employment and travel. Bridge, connecting people of all abilities. Book your travel today on United.com or on the award-winning United app. Learn more on United's commitment to, dis to disability inclusion for employment and travel at specialchronicles.com slash United. That's specialchronicles.com slash United. Steve, you in the first segment, you mentioned uh, Bridge, our business resource group at United, and even in in that last break, people hold hold a, a little bit of, of uh, a, a little bit about Bridge. But um, from your perspective, can you talk a little bit about about, about the uh, mission of of what Bridge is and 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 the, uh, some of the the um, goals that 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 bridge has to help with uh, employees and customers at United. Sure, um, and I think you know, and Daniel, you've lived this. I, um, everyone who sort of works at Bridge, I think, has a different sort of uh, uh, way that they define it. The way the way I think of that group is, it is um, it is a community within our hundred thousand employees of United Airlines, and their mission is to um, educate and advocate around um, all issues touching um, people with disabilities. And so uh, from an employee perspective, they provide a forum for conversation. They do a lot of programming for our employees that are open to not just bridge members, but 
everyone who works at the airline, um, where people who have a story to tell or an experience can either come and be a presenter and share their experiences, or in some cases, more importantly, just a forum to come and listen and learn. Um, and so they've done a terrific job um, and you've been really um, a driving force behind this of just creating programming for our employees that is uh, educational and informative um, and gives people um, an opportunity to sort of broaden their perspective on things. Um, on the advocacy front, um, they've also been um, a really sort of fierce advocates within our product team and our technology team. And so they surface ideas of solutions that can help um, people with all types of disabilities. They can be a sounding board, right? When the product team has an idea, the bridge group is a really good team to sort of come to and bounce ideas off of. Um, and they can be a strategic partner on initiatives. Um, and so it is a broad scope. Um, there are terrific new leaders at our bridge team. So we've got, you know, Tim, John, and David who are um, leading the charge. And so folks from United who are listening, um, should go seek those folks out. They are uh, ready to roll up their sleeves here in the new year um, and continue to drive bridge and the airline in a really, really good direction. Absolutely. Uh, in in the past few years that that you've been connected with bridge, can you talk a little about the, the impact that you have seen um, this business resource group has had on United uh, 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 as employees, but also uh, on on the uh, on customers as well. Yeah. I think uh, the two examples I would share um, from an employee perspective is, you know, um, we're a big organization, and um, you know, it's it's really easy, sort of like your your personal and professional lives often get sort of mashed up together, right? And so. The reason I share that is because you bring a lot of those personal experiences to your work every day, whether you intend to or not, it's just um, part of your makeup. And so the thing Bridge, I think, has been able to do is break down some of the barriers and uh, create a more open environment where people are sort of willing to share their experiences or, like I said before, create a forum where people can sort of come listen and say like, oh, gee, I, I thought I was the only one going through an experience like that. I can really relate to what that person is sharing. Um, and so those forums have um, really fostered a lot of really terrific conversation. They've also opened the door to be able to reach out and have individual um, conversations with people. Like I had the privilege of participating in one last year. And so after that session was over and I got to share a little bit about our family and Sam in particular, um, lots of uh, folks reached out individually just to say like, Oh, gee, I didn't know that. Could we grab a cup of coffee? I'd love to just sort of learn a little bit more. And so um, there's a tremendous ripple effect with each of those sessions that Bridge um, brings to the United community internally. And so I just am a firm advocate. And like the more we keep doing those things, the more that's going to sort of, um, again, just break down some of those uh, barriers and open people's perspective to learning more. Um, on the customer side of things, um, you know, it, it's, it's a challenge for Bridge, quite frankly, because they don't... Um, they don't own any like work streams, right? So they can't go in and make updates to the app. They can't go um, install a new seat in a plane. Like, and but they they can be again as they've been like fierce advocates for doing the right thing. Um, and so the example I would share is um, we were the first airline to start adding Braille to the interior of our aircraft. And so for folks listening who 
might not think that's that big of a deal. Um, you know, there are a lot of people with visual disabilities who travel every single day. And the reality is um, it's a real challenge to be able to do the things that we all take for granted, right? Get up, find your seat, get up from your seat during the flight, go to the bathroom and come back to your seat. Um, without assistance, it's, uh, it's virtually impossible to do those seemingly simple tasks. And mm -hmm. so um, the bridge team was a continued advocate on installing Braille within the aircraft. The product team um, sort of embraced that concept and put a plan against operationalizing it. And so um, I'm gonna make it sound simpler than it is, but like yeah. uh, earlier this year, we started to install those Braille placards on the aircraft. And so it's as simple as a Braille strip where all of us would sort of see one ABC, there's Braille numbers and letters that sort of correspond. Um, we're in the advantageous position as an airline, we're adding 800 new airplanes, right? In the next, by 2032, we're retrofitting um, our existing narrow body fleet. And so um, the Braille integration can be fairly seamless because we've already got a program to sort of take delivery of new aircraft and retrofit existing aircraft. And so, um, again, there's a lot of work that went into this and so I'm making it sound easier than it is, but that is a solution for people with visual disabilities that was um, you know, born out of the product team and then driven by the bridge team. And it's just an example of something at a, at a big place. If you're focused on doing the right thing, it's, it's easy for some of those solutions to sort of come into focus if you've got um, a bunch of teams sort of focused on the same thing. Absolutely. Uh, Olio this year, I believe uh, this past May, we both took part in United's first uh, accessibility showcase uh, that, that, that um, where we were able to kind of share some of what Bridge has done when it comes to accessibility and inclusion uh, at United. Uh, thinking back to, and we'll record this, and uh, this episode is going in December. So, kind of thinking back about you know five six months ago, back back to to May. Can you kind of tell us a little bit about folks what what the accessibility showcase was, and then if there was a, a, a few highlights that you took coming out of our uh, accessibility showcase? Yeah, it um, it was really outstanding because it sort of brought together the. Uh, internal and external charges of bridge. And what I mean by that is um, it was creating a forum for all these groups across the enterprise, right? The human resources team, the technology team, the onboard product team, um, the airport operations team. There were all these sort of functions of the airline that came together under a common goal and theme. And like, so, and it was, you know, let's talk about um, the needs of our accessible employees and customers. And let's hear from all these groups about the things that they are working on. And so um, the reason why I say it sort of like served dual purposes is uh, there was a lot of education across groups to just say like, I didn't know you were working on that. Um, <laughs> and there were people who were working on accessibility solutions in different silos of the airplane, of the airline, who suddenly found that they had a community of people that were working on a similar um, initiative. And so, there were a whole bunch of relationship building outcomes that came as a result of that forum. Um, the other thing it did, you know, I, you and I talked about this afterwards, but like what a uh, sense of pride 
folks had who participated in that just to see all the things that the airline was was working on. Um, and uh, it was just a really impressive uh, day of presentations. Um, and it made you really proud to work here and it made you really inspired to sort of keep pushing and um, towards doing the right thing. We were really fortunate to have uh, Linda Jojo, who's uh, one of our executive sponsors of Fridge. Um, for folks listening, she's the chief communications officer. Uh, she's a chief uh, customer officer here at United Airlines. She's been a guest on the podcast before. Um, and to have her in the room and um, given her position on our executive team um, really gave sort of a, a, a shot of confidence to the folks who were presenting. And it also, um, she asked a lot of really pointed questions and like wants to move a lot of these initiatives forward. And the great piece of advice I think she gave to the teams were um, there's a ton of really good ideas here. Um, the best way to get something done at the airline is to try to attach your idea to an to a to a work stream, right? You need um, you need a timeline and a plan against it and a budget and um, all those things make it um, more likely to become a reality. And she sort of raised her hand to say, like, and if you need an advocate to help sort of um, figure out which work stream you need to attach this to, or somebody just to sort of give voice to it internally, like sign me up. Um, and so all that to say, it was a really, really terrific forum, super inspiring. Um, and I hope we get to sort of make that become an annual or even biannual thing. Absolutely. Yeah. It, it seemed like, uh, even though we were briefly touching on all these different areas to, uh, accessibility, uh, that there, there were, uh, a lot of teams that wanted to keep the conversation going on how to make things happen. Uh, and and it, it seemed like there, there was a lot of positive light that, that was coming out of that. So, yeah, it, I think it, 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 it would be great to, to keep that uh, accessibility showcase going to kind of always get all different teams together because a, a lot of times I think – we can all be working in different areas or different departments, but to have a chance like like the showcase, you know, at at this home to kind of come together can can kind of help to more um, streamline all all these different areas to accessibility. Uh, yeah, you are completely right. I think the other thing, Daniel, that I um, I sensed in the room were people. Um, and it's one of the things I think I shared maybe in that forum was, look, um, when you when you make a product more accessible and more inclusive, you make a better product. Um, and there is a sense in the room of people um, like opening their eyes to things that they may have taken for granted in the past and trying to put themselves in someone else's shoes and understand what their travel experience might be like and how we could try to make that better. And the example that I, one of the ones that came up during that forum was, um, you know, everyone who's flown there, there are a series of announcements, um, during your travel journey, right? There's pre-boarding announcements. There are things that happen during the flight where the captain has to come on and make an announcement. And, um, and so if you're someone who has a hearing disability, um, a good portion of those announcements, um, are lost on you, right? Because 
um, we as an industry don't do a good job of making sure you can get that information in a way that's right for you. Um, um, I'll just use the uh, captain announcements as an example, but like during the flight, um, you know, even where you have closed captioning on our CPAC screens, it just says PA announcement. Um, you don't know if that means we're landing soon. You don't know if that means we're headed into some turbulence. You don't know if that means that the bathroom's broken. You don't know if that means um, we're going to arrive early. Um, there's no real con context to that. And so that was one of the things that got surfaced during that conversation of, um, again, I'll make it sound easier than it is, but like there's a solution for that. Um, and it just takes people understanding what the challenge is and trying to sort of work together towards um, toward driving toward that solution. Absolutely. Uh, and as vice president of global communications at United, can you now talk a little bit about the importance of highlighting the stories of both uh, us as employees and customers uh, of all different types of disabilities, whether it's our um, social program or just anybody uh, and the, the importance of this message of inclusion and uh, accessibility in, in the communications that comes out from United. Yeah, it's a it's a really good question. I, if you don't mind, I'll sort of start broad uh, and work my way down to your answer, which is um, from a uh, on the communications team. From our perspective, our employees are our most important audience. Um, whether that's an internal announcement or an external announcement, um, our employees are our best advocates. They're our best ambassadors. Um, um, when you're traveling, the folks you meet and engage with at the gate or on board the aircraft, like that can make a world of difference in your journey as we talked about uh, before. And so making sure that our employees um, um, know what's happening at the airline, that they're informed, that they feel like they're educated, and that they feel like the leaders of the company are being direct and honest and transparent with them, um, whether the news is good, bad, or somewhere in between. Um, and so that's a lesson we took from the pandemic when things were changing so rapidly for our business, almost like, day to day, week to week, um, we just found the easiest way to sort of solve for that was to just resign ourselves to sharing information when we knew it, trying to be as direct as possible um, and try to be accountable to our employees. And so um, that's sort of our North Star now as a function of the airline. And, you know, there's not an external announcement we make that we don't share with our employees first. Um, uh, sometimes like, you know, that uh, an announcement will go out at nine o'clock and we'll push an employee note at, you know, 8.59. Um, but we go out of our way to make sure that that um, our employees are um, our center of gravity from an audience perspective. Um, and so when I think about the uh, employee stories, generally speaking, but more around sort of uh, accessible stories at the airline, um, this is a, a huge potential point of pride and differentiation for our airline. And so all the work that we're doing in this space, um, it's a just, you know, it's the right thing to do. Um, it has a real business impact. Like, I think that's the point that I maybe skipped over before in talking about the SOSA program. Like those interactions are um, with our customers that you have every single day. Um, they are not only uh, impactful to that person's individual travel journey, but they have a real business impact too. Uh, we measure NPS scores. Uh, we want to make sure customers get to their 
flights on time. Uh, we want to make sure they have information about how to navigate the airport. Like all those things lead to really good business outcomes too. Um, and so uh, I'm a, a big believer in like uh, shining a spotlight on all the aspects of our organization just to make sure people understand the comings and goings of the airline. But most importantly, I think feel really, really proud of the place they work. And so the accessible um, sort of uh, collection of stories that we get the privilege of telling um, really, really drive that point home in a way that um, I think just makes a, you know, makes a difference in people's lives and makes them even more excited to sort of come to work for United every day. Absolutely. Uh, and kind of going along with that, um, I, be I believe this past May was Global Accessibility Day. And there, there was a video that I think United put out both internally for us employees and externally as well. And um, I'll, I'll if, if, if I find the video, I'll try to put it in the show notes for our listeners to, to, to go watch. But um, can, can you, and it, it um, highlighted, um, there was um, two of us sources in there, but then there was uh, a, a pilot with one arm. There was a, a, an agent, I think, that was human impaired, and so there, there was a few. There was a few different di disabilities that was highlighted in that video. Can you talk a little bit about that that video and, and kind of what what that is doing to kind of help um, both. Uh, uh, employees to un understand what is being done with accessibility, but also to let the general public know um, on what on what some of the new the new in initiatives that that we're doing. Yeah, it was it was a big opportunity for us because um, there's a lot of work being done across the airline. There are a lot of stories, and so um, we've got a number of ways to sort of shed light on those both internally and externally. We've talked about a few of them here. The thing, um, you know, we have a really superb um, sort of internal video storytelling team um, that is comprised of former television producers. And so they bring an editorial lens to all of their assignments. And so when we raise this as an opportunity to, to really like summarize all the work that's happening at the airline in a in a compelling video format um they were as excited as anyone to sort of sink their teeth into it and so um they do a really terrific job of um story mining across the enterprise sourcing different stories um taking input from organizations like bridge to sort of steer them in the right directions um and as they were producing that video we had conversations about like just ways we're going to be able to use it. There's certainly a lot of internal channels that we can um, that we can leverage that type of content. But um, you know, in my position, I've got the privilege of being able to talk directly to our social media and advertising team. And so um, there are external channels where that video has surfaced as well. And I think our thought going into it was, let's not produce a piece of content that's so one and done. Um, you know, as as our uh, accessibility initiatives evolve, so should that content. So it's not to meant to be like a um, silver bullet on all of our accessibility stories. It's more meant to be like an exclamation point visually of all the work that's being done across the airline. Absolutely. Uh, and you, you mentioned, I think, a, a little bit earlier in one of the first segments of the program about the right thing to do. So now when we look to, can you talk a little bit about how this message of 
disability accessibility and inclusion fits into United's good good leads the way campaign. I'm sure um, whether people are at our airports or 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 on a flight or maybe they're just on TV or they see a billboard, they see this 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 good leads the way campaign. But can can you talk about it kind of from a inclusion and accessibility viewpoint of how all this work that Bridge is doing, all this work that we're doing when it comes to inclusion and accessibility at United, how this fits into to good good leads the way. Yeah, certainly. So um, folks just give a little bit of background. So in the spring of 2022, we launched our first uh, brand campaign in over a decade. And we landed on the tagline that you just articulated, Daniel, which is uh, good leads the way. And the way we came to that was um, we wanted to produce a campaign that um, was uniquely united. Um, a lot of the sort of, uh, I'll just say like travel brand campaigns, um, and I'll say airlines specifically, there's a lot, there's sort of a sea of sameness um, in a lot of those campaigns, which is to say like you could put any airline name on some beautiful like destination shots and airports and bags and it would feel sort of very much the same. So we wanted to create something that was uniquely us. And the reason we landed on Good Leads the Way is during the pandemic, um, we made some real fundamental business changes at the airline and we started to go out of our way to try to do a bunch of first onlys um, and bests um, and really lead not only our industry, but sort of um, corporate America through that challenge. Um, we also ended up doing a lot of things that we were essentially like a force for good in the communities that we serve. And so um, Good Leads the Way ended up being a reflection of our leadership during the pandemic, but also a North Star of how we wanted to show up in the world moving forward. Um, and so we're about 18 months into that uh, campaign. Um, back to my point earlier about our employees being our most important audience. They are the star of the campaign. Um, they are featured in um, a lot of the early sort of pieces of content that we put out. Kind of uh, build upon the uh, uh, accessibility and uh, that 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 we just talked about. Can you talk a little bit about how the message of of uh, inclusion and accessibility? fits into United's Good good Leads the Way campaign? Yeah, sure. Um, and for folks who might know, I'll give just a little bit of background. So in the spring of 2022, we launched our first brand campaign in over a decade. Um, it's uh, the tagline is Good Leads the Way. And in going into that opportunity, we wanted to create a campaign that was uniquely United. Um, we didn't want to create a campaign that basically any airline could put their brand on and you sort of wouldn't know the difference. And the Good Leads the Way tagline was um, born out of a lot of the uh, corporate leadership initiatives we took on during the pandemic, the examples of us being a force for good in our communities. Um, and so Good Leads the Way really was a reflection of our leadership during the um, the worst crisis in the history of commercial aviation, but it was also a North Star in how we wanted to show up um, for our employees and for our customers moving forward. Um, 
And so that campaign is about 18 months old. Um, a majority of the content stars our employees, right? Back to my point earlier about our employees being our most important audience. We wanted them to uh, really embrace this idea of good leading the way. Um, we made them the stars of the show. Um, and it was a campaign that was sort of first seeded with our employees before we even um, shared it with the world. And so um, it's been uh, tremendously successful as an opportunity to essentially be like a force multiplier on a lot of the things we want to talk about as an airline, being a leading employer, uh, being a technology leader from a, a app and digital experience, um, all the new airplanes that we have coming on board, all of them have seatback screens and bins big enough for everyone's roller boards, terrific Wi-Fi, Bluetooth connectivity. Um, that good leading the way sort of um, framework has provided a really excellent forum to um, talk about and promote and educate people on the things that are happening at the airline. And so in a lot of ways, all the work on the accessibility team just fits really nicely um, under that thematic because like we talked about earlier, um, this work is about doing the right thing. This work is about driving really good business outcomes for the airline. And it's about making the people who um, work here and who fly us feel really proud about their choice. Um, and so um, I look forward to sort of future versions of Good Leads the Way content that have more of an accessibility feel. Um, we're in the very sort of early innings of this campaign. And so we're learning a lot as we go, but the initial feedback we've gotten uh, from our employees, most importantly, but from the public as well, is um, that campaign's off to a really, really, really good start. Absolutely, yeah, I absolutely agree. And and as we kind of fit more accessibility and inclusion, then because our, our disability community, um, both in the U.S. and globally as well, is is pretty large, and and I'm sure the, all, all different types of disabilities, people have a lot of different reactions to um, flying, um, whether somebody has a, a wheelchair or or, or, or or hearing or seeing, uh, and and there can a, a lot. I think a lot a lot of people might have a negative viewpoint but i think if 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 we um um spotlight employees with with different types of disabilities or or just like the um groundbreaking and the 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 initiatives that we're doing like that that like that are coming out of either the accessibility showcase or any of the work that bridges advocating for if if we spotlight and and, and in, in in particular to the disability community, then then I think people like like you said will, will have more of a positive uh, feel and a positive impact to flying that that people might not get um, when they fly on other airlines, um, but if if they if we Spotlight a, a lot of these, um, whether it's the way on the initiative or, or the um, closed caption with the pilot. Uh, I don't know if you want to speak a, a little bit to, to kind of as we kind of 
communicate this good leads away to the disability community kind of what that will do for for the kind of more global community yeah i um I, the thing that you, you touched on that I want to be super clear on too, Daniel, and like um, you and I have, have lived this experience where I don't want to sound Pollyannish about this. Like we we are far from perfect, right, yeah. as an airline and as an industry, and mm -hmm. there is a lot of work to be done. Yeah. The, the change that I've seen happen, especially in the last 12 to 18 months, is a broader recognition of some of the challenges and a rallying of the teams and resources to try to muscle forward a solution. Um, not every solution has to be a Braille onboard aircraft sort of um, big idea, right? There are plenty of ideas that fall under the definition of uh, small points, but that make a world of difference for um, the people who take advantage of them. And so that, that sort of mind and culture shift internally here, um, I'm really optimistic is going to produce some some really terrific um, results and I think to your point, um, give us an ability to differentiate ourselves from a recruiting and hiring perspective, right? Like so, internally being a place that people again feel a lot of pride in coming to work and know that the brand and the company are advocates for people with disabilities, um, and externally for customers and trying to drive as many solutions that are inclusive and accessible and therefore better products and technologies and services for everyone. Um, and so having that dual focus um, is terrific. And I think the, the, the again, the good leads the way sort of uh, campaign is a really nice uh, framework for that work to fit under. Absolutely. And as we come to a close with a few, um, just a few final um questions Neil at the end when it comes to um, social media plug can you share with the listeners how they can connect with you and then if if, if any of our listeners want to learn more about uh, uh, inclusion and accessibility at United um, I, I, I know I think uh, a few months ago we launched that um, social story uh, that um, and if I remember I'll try to put a link to that in uh, in the show notes I think that it's on United's website so I'll try to put a link to that but is, is there any resources that um, our listeners can find kind of on kind of what we've talked about on the program today when it comes to accessibility uh, or if, if any of our listeners want to learn more about what United is doing when it comes to accessibility and Inclusion. Yeah, I think you know uh, uh, personally, I'm fairly limited in my social footprint, so I think I would just point folks to my uh, LinkedIn page, and um, that's a good way to to reach out and get in touch. And I think for broader sort of comings and goings at the airplane, uh, at the airline, our um, social team does a really nice job um, in taking advantage of of all the channels to sort of uh, tell a compelling United story, and so. Um, they're an insanely creative group of folks. And so you can find our corporate uh, handles on uh, the X platform, certainly Instagram, TikTok, um, are the places that I would point people to, to stay up to date on um, things that are happening at United. Awesome. Uh, and uh, before we get to the final question, is there any uh, final thoughts on your overall time here today on the Special Chronicles show and our unified at work series that you wanna share with our listeners? 
I, you know, Daniel, uh, first of all, thank you again for inviting me. This is a great uh, privilege to get a chance to spend a little time and uh, and chat with you. So I um, sincerely appreciate the invite and the time. And the thing I would uh, say for folks who are listening and, um, you know, because there's folks outside the walls united that, that sort of tune in and um, the thing that they can take back to their teams and groups is how do I sort of drive that inclusivity um, even within my own team that I manage or my own organization or um, are there things that can give people more access or um, am I being as respectful across all different groups as I should be? Um, am I uh, truly valuing everyone's contributions and opinions and um, am I giving everyone sort of equal opportunity to, to voice those points of view? Um, you know, start small, right? Like you can work within your own teams to sort of drive that change. And then if you're afforded an opportunity where you can make some progress across your organization, um, don't shy away from that opportunity either because um, the more people that are focused on this uh, area and the more people that are sort of change ambassadors, I think, um, again, like I've said before, like I, it just leads to better outcomes, whether those are big, small or somewhere in between. Awesome, awesome. Well, uh, we got one final question that kind of sums up uh, all conversation about inclusion and accessibility on the program today. And we've got a bumper that we're going to go ahead and... We're not go. just athletes. We are the ambassadors of an uprising. Peaceful protesters. In a rebellion against anyone who has a fear of difference. 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 Our demands are... Equality. Equality. Equality, dignity, 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 and the recognition of our shared humanity. We will not stop or accept anything less. Today, our world is more divided than ever. And coming together has never been more urgent. The revolution is inclusion. Find out more at jointherevolution.org. Well, ever since I attended the 2019 Special Olympics World Games in Abu Dhabi, I've been asking all of our guests one final question that kind of gets to the how and, and we'll hopefully get all um, listeners to um, think or take something with them um, based on the conversation. And, and I think, especially, I think this final question will um, hopefully kind of, uh, um, listeners will, will take a, a, a lot of what you've taken with them, but we'll hopefully kind of get people to kind of think about how to bring inclusion and accessibility uh, into their communities or if, if there's any other employees that are listening, how to kind of bring it to their teams, or if people are listening and, and, they, and they'll add another, uh, uh, another workplace, then they can bring it um, to, to, to their uh, community as well. But what, uh, what inclusion, and as you've probably seen, um, Special Olympics has the, this inclusion revolution campaign um, that they've had for a number of years. And I know United has has uh, championed and has, uh, supported that when it, when it comes to whether it's uh, the uh, uh, World Games or helping athletes get to these, these national and global competitions. But what, what does inclusion mean to you? Um, you know, I... Um having seen this, I try to see this through the eyes of our son, Sam, like I, um, it often comes down to like, um, involvement and empowerment, right? Just, um, making sure you're creating 
products and experiences and scenarios that are accessible to the widest possible audience. Will they be experienced exactly in the same way? No, but I think just um, creating those open doors can lead to really, really terrific outcomes. And so I, I think about Sam's like experience, he's in high school now. And so um, um, it's not every club and organization, but there are um, a bunch of activities that he has visibility into. Um, he's in a track and field program He's in a DJ club at school. And so those are very much like mainstream programs. Um, but the amount of joy and fulfillment he gets by um, being able to access those, being able to participate. Um, the folks who participate, who run those programs probably actually don't even, they probably know 10% of, of, of what he gets out of those programs. But just as his parents and getting a chance to talk to him about those experiences, um, they're just terrific. And so it was just the simple action of somebody saying, let's, let's sort of widen the aperture here on this program and see if we can create um, not the exact same experience, um, right, in this, um, in this class or activity, but um, we're gonna go out of our way. It's a little more work, but we're gonna make sure this experience is accessible to the widest possible audience. And so the thing I would just leave people with having lived this like firsthand is when you make those seemingly small gestures, boy, they have like uh, unlimited potential and like the ripple effect and impact they can end up having on the individuals and, you know, selfishly speaking, like the family members who get to sort of participate in those programs. And so, um, the upshot of all that, I guess, is like a little effort sure does go a long way. And so I would encourage people to not, um, uh, you know, don't sort of get paralyzed by this idea of like, oh, this is a small thing. I don't know how big of a difference it's going to make. Like all those small points really add up to sort of big, big uh, changes. So um, embracing the seeing things that are seemingly smaller um, in an effort to sort of be more inclusive, um, I would encourage people to sort of uh, run, don't walk to, toward those opportunities. Absolutely. Well, that, that's a perfect way to wrap up uh, our time together today. Uh, and for our listeners, uh, a few reminders at the end of this episode. I want to remind you to support our Special Chronicles uh, 2024 Giving Campaign. Uh, so between now and the end of the year, we're trying to raise $15,000 to keep this microphone on, to keep the lights on, to keep um, all this, keep this, um, this is a podcast and all the programs that will doing at Special Chronicles going. You can go to specialchronicles.com slash give, or just click give now on specialchronicles.com. You can also uh, shop our merch store. We've got uh, Disabled Voices Metal collection that we just launched a few weeks ago. Uh, we've got t-shirts, hoodies, coffee mugs, candles. You can go to specialchronicles.com slash shop. Uh, to grab and 60% of the profits will go back to Special Chronicles. Just just want to put uh, my dot there and all those links will be in the show notes. Um, keep following this podcast wherever you get your podcasts uh, or on specialchronicles.com to find all, all the archives. We've got more Unified at Work episodes that you can all go back and listen and hopefully in this new year we will be coming to you with um, a lot of more um, Unified at Work episodes and more um, content in the new year. Uh, so um, 
uh, specialquanticles.com for um, all those links to uh, subscribe, follow, and uh, until then, uh, thank you again, Steve, for taking the time to come on uh, the Special Chronicles show and our Unified Work series. My pleasure. Thank you, buddy. And until then, uh, have a great week and um, happy holidays, and we'll see you all next uh, next week. Cheers and close. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Special Chronicles podcast. Our podcast was produced by Daniel Smukowski on the Special Chronicles Network. Follow Special Chronicles on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, and YouTube. Subscribe, rate, and review Special Chronicles on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Our website, specialchronicles.com, where you can stream our archives of over 500 episodes for absolutely for free. Also, there's a list of our favorites, original series, award-winning columns, and blogs. And sign up for our newsletter to receive exclusive bonus content delivered to your inbox. Again, specialchronicles.com. Special Chronicles is hosted by Podbean Podcast Hosting. Our live streams are powered by StreamYard. Thanks, as always, to our business manager, Adam Smukowski, who always encourages us to never give up. I'm Daniel Smukowski, back next week with more stories. Special Chronicles. Giving respect and a voice to people with special needs.